Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and our friend, Linda Wood Grad, a product of St. Louis, the one and only Greg Amsinger is on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I've enjoyed uh, Awards Week. I don't know about you guys, but um, I think it's been a very nice and eventful week for Major League Baseball. Good news, you know. It's been great. And one of the things that you caught the other night, and it just kind of got glossed over, was when Tito Francona announced Cash as the American League winner of the uh, Manager of the Year and talked about how, I always thought I'd give you a, uh, announce you as a Silver Slugger <laughs> Award winner. <laughs> <laughs> you caught it, I could tell. It was funny. I mean, come on, Kevin Cash can never hit. And the Terry Francona is a funny guy. Uh, I really have enjoyed that element to this year's broadcast. You know, obviously, Jack O'Connell, who's the secretary treasurer of the BBWAA, and it's their award. We get to air it. Uh, he's been the guy that announces it. You know, he's up there. You know, he's around 70 now, and his kids asked him to not leave his New York City apartment, obviously with COVID spreading, especially in the Northeast. So he decided not to do it, and totally understandable. So we tried to figure out a different way to do it, and we've used people that have won that award. And I got to tell you, I, I, even Jack loves it. <laughs> He's at home watching telling us how great it is. So I think next year, you know, Jack might be in the studio just introducing the guy who's going to announce the award. I think that's the way it's got to go going forward. Just, just hear Cal Ripken Jr. say to Kyle Lewis, Hey, welcome to the club, mm-hmm. you know, because rookie of the year. How great is that? I think that's going to be a staple going forward. Greg, I was telling Randy during the break that I'm listening to this podcast called The Edge right now about the Houston Astros cheating scandal, and I'm obsessed with it. It was it was really, really well done. And then last night, I'm watching Alex Cora's press conference and his return to baseball. And we have A.J. Hinch back in the mix with Detroit. As I mentioned, Cora's back in Boston. So I wanted to ask you. These guys are both really good managers, but obviously they did something that ruffled a lot of feathers with a lot of fans and a lot of people within baseball. But do you think baseball is better having Cora and Hinch back in the mix? Uh, it's a really good question. Um, is baseball better? Well, what have we learned over the years? Um, if you cheat, if you file a lawsuit against Major League Baseball, you can become the face of baseball. Um, you can be put on the pregame show of the World Series. You can, uh, you know, yeah, Alex Rodriguez is a, is a media darling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how much uh, cheating and not doing things the right way has held people back, unfortunately. Uh, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, uh, they have been kind of shunned from baseball because they're still trying to proclaim their innocence. Um, I, it's an odd thing. To me, if you move the needle and you win, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. That, that's the message kids are getting. And I, it bums me out. I don't think that's the right thing to do. 
it's the worst kept secret in baseball that Alex Cora was going to go back to the Boston Red Sox. Once Ron Renicky was the guy they anointed as kind of the Band-Aid for a year, and Ron Renicky knew that this was something he didn't want long-term, he was the right-hand guy to Alex Cora during all that stuff in Boston. Oh, by the way, it's the Boston Red Sox, and Ron Renicky has never been deemed a managerial genius, and that's the guy that they were going to put in that spot. It was obvious they were going to go get Cora back. I know both guys, and they're both incredible at what they do in terms of dealing with the media, motivating players, um, and, you know, in, in the game, in the dugout, they know how to pull a few strings, sometimes too many strings, apparently. So <laughs> I, it, it, to me, it's, 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 it's another example of cheating is all right as long as you win, 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 no matter what. And I just wish that wasn't the case. Um, I, is baseball better? Uh, maybe more interesting. Maybe it moves the needle, right? It just adds to the villain mantra. If you're a fan of the New York Yankees, don't you hate the Red Sox even more now? So maybe that moves the needle. And like Alex Rodriguez, he's got a lot of followers on social media. Maybe that's what it's all about. But to be fair, Greg, don't you think A-Rod is a media darling because of the J-Lo effect? Ah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> No, because I got no. Because if if it wasn't J Lo, it'd be someone else, right? That's true. <laughs> it'd be someone else interesting. So uh, no, I, I think Alex Rodriguez is. That's what he's always bringing to the party is something interesting like that and someone interesting <laughs> like that. So uh, no, I think Alex Rodriguez is just he's just the headline. So what you're saying is is that whether it's Cameron Diaz feeding him popcorn at the Super Bowl or him dating Madonna, it's it, it's going to be somebody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not going to be boring, you know. We're not going to be like, wait a minute, I've never heard of this person before. That's not going to happen. So, uh, you know, hey, to each their own, it, it's, it's obviously worked for him. It almost got him the New York Mets. I mean, let's think about that for a second. This dude went from cats off, and listen, if you know me personally, you know that Alex and I don't see exactly eye to eye on a lot of things, but I, you know, give him a lot of credit for what he's been able to do and, and turn things around in his career. But he went from, you know, a cheater, big time cheater, multiple time cheater in the game, uh, to a point now where it's hard to acknowledge any of the authenticity of his career to um, suing Major League Baseball, him and Manfred just going at it, right? And and then out of nowhere, boom, face of baseball, which almost led to him owning the New York <laughs> Mets. I mean, it's the most incredible turnaround story I've ever heard. So with that said, I, I have to give him some props for that. Our friend Greg Amzinger of MLB Network on Carriker and Smallman. Hey, Greg, one of your colleagues at MLB Network, John Morosi, plus Jim Bowden at The Athletic, both connecting the Cardinals, at least peripherally, to Francisco Lindor and the Indians. And obviously, we all think that the Mets have the inside track. But can you see a logical scenario, knowing the mechanics of the front offices, knowing the systems of the teams? you see a way that the Cardinals are in the mix for Francisco Lindor this offseason? That's a really good question. You know, you have to throw Gorman in there, their top position player prospect. You have to load it up with young arms. At this point, I don't know if the Cardinals have the young arms that are so top shelf that are future A's material that could get a deal like that done. If you're the Indians, you got to cash this in the right way. I don't know if the New York Mets have enough to pull this off. And, and you know, maybe 
uh, with different young pitchers that I've seen them draft in the last couple of years, they could end up getting a guy like this. Um, but Francisco Lindor is going to land somewhere that I think is a la Mookie Betts, where the organization cares about him, like the Boston Red Sox cared about Mookie Betts. They want him to go somewhere that maybe he would want to stay long-term. We'll have the resources to lock him up. So I think that's what you have to look at here. Which team would be the Dodgers, a la Dodgers to the Mookie Betts situation? The Cardinals could definitely be that team. We've talked about it a lot on your show that they need the next superstar. Who's the next guy that we could talk about being a future Hall of Famer? Nolan Arenado comes to mind, but Francisco Lindor is also that guy. You know, it's a tough situation for him to hold off free agency as long as he did and now be one year away when the finances of baseball are where they are. It didn't hold back Mookie Betts whatsoever because no one else was negotiating against the Dodgers when they gave him over $360 million. But that's the Dodgers. That's something the Cardinals could not do, especially now. So looking at where the Mets are financially with Cohen taking over as the new owner, not Alex Rodriguez and J-Lo, and this guy is as aggressive as anyone. He's now the wealthiest manager or wealthiest owner in the game. To me, the writing's on the wall that that is the, the, the organization that could pull it off and give this guy whatever he wants. Market value before COVID, which I just can't see St. Louis doing. And by the way, speaking of Cleveland, it's pretty amazing. They get rid of Kluber, Clevenger, Bauer within the space of a year. And last night, Bieber is the unanimous AL Cy Young choice. A former Red, uh, Indian Bauer of the Reds wins the National League Cy Young. And they just keep turning guys out. If they don't make a move, Cleveland, for a pitcher for next season, I would feel pretty good about their rotation, even though they got rid of all those guys. Without a doubt, uh, you know, Zach Plesak, the up-and-coming superstar, he you know, had a knucklehead moment uh, when he left the uh, the bubble. But, man, he's a talented young guy. Uh, their rotation is going to be good. We, we overlook Carlos Carrasco, mm-hmm. who's still there. He's been a steady guy. Uh, but Beaver, to me, my comparison last night in the show is he's DeGrom-esque. He's only 20, 25, entering his age 26 season. One of the nicest people I've ever met in the game. I said to him last night, his parents said it the right way. They, he is just such a nice guy. But he's got all the pitches. Uh, he's not throwing 101 like Jacob DeGrom, but he's a little younger than Jacob DeGrom. So if you look at DeGrom's stuff at the same age, it's identical to what Shane Bieber has. So if you're the Indians and you don't want to invest in the Francisco Lindor sweepstakes to lock up a shortstop, it's not going to take as much right now. that I think Bieber would take it. Uh, lock him up. Give him a, a little over $100 million. He'll take that right now. That's not even the stratosphere for Francisco Lindor. It's an interesting point you make. The other thing that I found interesting about that show last night, here I am looking at Shane Bieber's face, and to his left is Kenta Maeda. To his right is Hunjin Ryu. Mm-hmm. Two, two former Dodgers. Like, they were there in 2019, former Dodgers. You'll never see that again. In the history of baseball, a team let go of two pitchers who were finalists for a Cy Young. Both guys. And the team that let them walk wins the World Series that next year. You'll never see that again. That's phenomenal. That's the Dodgers were. That is incredible. Okay, Greg, last thing for me. I have a lot of friends in Chicago, a lot of friends who are White Sox fans, and I've had to talk them off the ledge recently about Tony La Russa. They are truly despondent over that hire. You know, you have Tim Anderson saying, hey, I'm going to continue to be me. I'm going to play the way I want. I'm going to bat flip. Tony LaRusso is going to have to deal with it. We're going to talk, but hopefully he's cool with it. And this is all before the DUI arrest, which certainly wasn't a great look for him. So I wanted to ask you, do you think that Tony LaRusso is going to be able to win over the clubhouse and the fan base in Chicago? 
it's one step at a time, Michelle. Right now, we just got to get him into the dugout uh, for spring training. It's still up in the air whether or not this is something that he wants to do now because of all of this firestorm that has come his way over this DUI. Jerry Reinsdorf is not going to go back on his decision. He might be the, the most loyal owner in all professional sports. That said, um, you know, Tony is 76 years old, and how much grief do you want to walk through uh, at this stage of your life? And uh, to me, it's not, it's not set in stone that he's the manager. I know that the announcement, the press conference, all that stuff has already happened. But this DUI, DUI stuff, which, which they knew about, the White Sox knew about, uh, when they made the hire, the details have come out, though, and they're very murky. So I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if, you know, much like Carlos Beltran never managed a game for the New York Mets, if this doesn't end up happening. So to your friends in Chicago who are worried that Tony La Russa should, like, maybe shouldn't be the manager, they might still get their wish. If he is the manager, um, to me, it's going to be based on who his bench coach is. Uh, that is such a vital role. Uh, because the game has so many layers now. Not that you're, you're trying to teach a Hall of Fame manager how to manage, but there are ways uh, in which players communicate that has it's different now in the, since 10 years ago. So his bench coach is going to be incredibly important, and he'll probably pick a great one. But don't think, right now, I would be surprised, Michelle, if Tony La Russa was the manager of the Chicago White Sox wow. in 2021. I would be surprised. Great stuff. Hey, Greg, before we let you go, we picked our Masters winners yesterday. <laughs> Scott picked John Rahm. Michelle picked Bryson DeChambeau. I picked Dustin Johnson. You can pick whoever you want. All of us could have picked DJ or Rahm or DeChambeau. So who you got this weekend? It's 2020. Let's remind ourselves. It's the weirdest year of our lives. I think it's time an old guy pulls it off. Fred Couples, man. Swing easy, Freddie. Fred <laughs> Couples walks out there off the Champions Tour. And I saw him out there with, with Tiger Woods. He could care less. That dude just has the most confidence of anybody. And it's the most beautiful right-handed swing. Effortless. I would love to see on that golf course where everyone talks about if you can bomb it, bomb it, bomb it. you got to know where to be on that golf course. That's why Tiger Woods won last year. He's not the longest off the tee. I think Freddie Couples will be my pick. And, oh, what a great prediction that would be if an epic match has happened. We saw Tiger pull it off, but to see an old gray hair with it, oh, my goodness. That's what I'm rooting for. be awesome. Okay, so he's got the best right-handed swing. You're a lefty, so you pay attention to lefty golfers. Who's got the best left-handed golf swing? Well, Phil Mickelson is as smooth as it gets, man. I never, I'll never forget being like a young dude, and you saw that video of Phil Mickelson, like straight out of college, hitting a flop shot backwards, seventy yards onto a green. If you've never seen this, you've got to Google it. A backwards flop shot, Mickelson. I was obsessed with golf after that. Um, but I, you know what? I still like how far Bubba Watson hits it. I love the fact that he was never really trained, so his swing is so herky jerky. It's so left-handed because that's what lefties are like. We're just weird. Um, I love watching Bubba Watson. That's my favorite guy out there. All right. Hey, great to have you with us. We'll be tuned in tonight. A big night tonight. All right. Yeah, I'm MVP. I'll be on with Tom Berducci, Harold Reynolds. We'll see what happens. It's going to be uh, an exciting MVP evening on MLB Network. All right, Greg. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. Take care, guys. See you, man. That's our buddy Greg Amzinger from St. Louis, from the Lindenwood University, and, of course, from MLB Network. 
Is that a hot take on Hot Take Thursday that Greg just dropped on us about I Tony LaRussa? I think that's big time Hot Take Thursday material. I love it. That's great. Next up, we've got Take It or Leave It. Get your text into the Air Comfort Service text line 65780. Tioli and you on 101 ESPN.